is from Mark, chapter 9, beginning at verse 30. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. start by saying thanks uh, for your prayers and your care this last week. Um, for those of you who don't know, my father-in-law passed away this last week, and um, so his memorial service and celebration of his life was over the weekend. So I was in Washington State for the weekend. Not the most con convenient weekend to be away, but um, important and necessary for us. And uh, also, thank you for your indulgence tonight, because while I was there, I threw out my back. I'm standing here medicated <laughs> and limping along a little bit. So uh, thank you for your understanding. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for all the ways you brought us together in this place. Speak to us through your word and our song and our prayer and all the ways that you know we need to hear today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So not just because of what I just did and experienced this weekend, but just in general, I want to start with, you know you're going to die, right? I mean, we all are. And I don't mean just in the theoretical sense. I mean, oh yeah, we all die and just we blow it off. And no, I mean each of us will take our last breath. We will each die. That reality is tied with, into what we are gathering here for today. As we begin the season of Lent, as we begin this time of reflection, our journey of these 40 days leading us to the celebration of the empty tomb and Easter. As we, as we begin this journey, we're reminded in the way that Jesus reminds his disciples of what greatness is. The story of uh, Jesus taking a child and putting it in the midst of them, and also them, the disciples bickering over who's greatest, happens in uh, several, a couple of the, the gospel lessons. But this one is probably the most drastic, where clearly they're shamed. Jesus teaches them about what's going to happen. The Son of Man will be handed over, I will be 
pun- I will be tortured and die, and then I will raise rise again. And they didn't get it. it. Says it right there in the Bible. They didn't understand what he was talking about. But somehow, that led them to be sort of bickering and cocky amongst themselves to dis- to arguing about who's the greatest amongst them. So when Jesus, when they get to where they're going, I can imagine Jesus with a smirk. So, what were you talking about while we were walking along in the road? As if he didn't know. And they're ashamed, so they don't answer him. The reality of greatness in their society and in our society, societal greatness is based on dominance. That's the model that the world has for what it means to be great. It means that we are uh, overbearing. We bend others to our will. We're belligerent and cocky and we get our way. That's not God's idea of greatness. God's idea of greatness is very much the opposite of that. God's idea of greatness is sending his son who will die. Showing great power through great love. This is also the reality of our life. That no matter how great we are, we die. But it's amazing how often we seem to take opportunities to try and make ourselves seem greater than our neighbor. Or our, uh, those other pundits who are running against us, right? Like last night talking about how, arguing over who's the greatest. It's not, a new, it's not a, uh, an old story, it's a new story too. The reality of our struggle for greatness in our culture, in our lives, is the reality that's sort of swept away tonight with the ashes. In a little while, I'll remind you, no matter how great you are, we all die. We all return to the earth. We all are nothing but ash. Our reality of ashes and death is the truth. But it's not the only truth, and that's not where we're left. It's not even where we're left tonight. In this story, Jesus takes a child and puts it in the midst of the people, and, or in the midst of the disciples, and he says, unless you become like this child, and I, that's not become childish. It's not a characteristic trait. It's a social location. Because in Jesus' day, a child had no power whatsoever. They were the absolute epitome of powerlessness. And so for Jesus to say, unless you become like this, unless you move from wherever your social status is to be the one who is most in need, and use that position to serve others, and it's not greatness in God's eyes. Becoming a, like a child is not a personal characteristic. It's not an attitude. It's an identity. And it indicates movement from wherever you are socially to where God wants you to be. And it's hard to follow that. This is what greatness means for God. Giving ourselves over. Our lessons today help us with this. So this lesson, our gospel lesson in the middle is between two psalms. 
And, and the words that we take from Scripture tonight will help us move from one place to the next. Because our first psalm, Psalm 51, started with, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 103 is very different. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. See, we come in here knowing that death and ashes are the reality in our life. No matter how much we try and pose and put ourselves forward as great, we know the reality is death and ashes. But even here, we're not left with that because we do ashes and we remind ourselves of our own mortality. And then we step up here to the table and we have bread and wine. And we're reminded that God never leaves us with death and ashes. God always has for us life and salvation. So while we will take this time not to spend the next 40 days depressed and beating ourselves up, but instead to be reflective about all of those things that separate us, that get in the way of our relationship with God as we are preparing our hearts and minds for Easter. It's fitting that our lessons are about the disciples posturing and debating their own greatness. That debate is answered with our ashes. No matter how great you are, you die. But the last word in our greatness, the last word of our death, is always God's word of love and salvation. The last word is the love of God whose name is Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.